Hello and welcome to Walk by Faith with Diana. I'm Diana Abercrombie and I'm so excited that you're here. I can't wait to see where God takes us on this journey. My goal for this podcast is to dig into God's Word, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us, and teach us how to apply His Word to our lives, and then turn around and help others in their faith walk. You know, Jesus said in Matthew 4.4, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I don't think we can live it if we don't know it. I want us to dig into God's Word, pick the Scripture apart, and allow the Holy Spirit to teach us how to apply it in our lives. Again, thank you so much for being here with me. Let's start walking, shall we? Hello, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to another podcast episode of Walk by Faith with Diana. I am so glad you are here today, as I always am glad that you're here. Um, I pray that you have had an amazing week and have been doing very well since we last came together to share God's Word. And I just have to say that I am so grateful for the spring weather that we're having. I love spring because it's just a time when the Lord renews life. And it just, when I go out to my flower bed and I look to see those little green sprouts of life um, coming from my perennials and my flowers that I planted, uh, it just makes my heart smile so big when I see them. And, And it reminds me that we serve a God who brings life into things that are dead. I'm so grateful for that, and I'm so grateful that He uses those things in our lives, those everyday things like flowers, um, to show us that, listen, it looked dead through the wintertime, but look, there's life in this, and He does that with us too. There are those seasons that we go through when we may look and feel a little on the dead side, but the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, is so amazing that He breathes life back into us as we come to Him and draw near to Him. So I just wanted to share that with you today. It was on my heart earlier as I looked outside and saw some of the flowers blooming and some of the green popping back out of the flowers that look so dead through the winter. I'm very grateful that we serve a God who does that. So this week, we are going to be back in Titus 2, and I think maybe a couple of verses in Titus 3. And I'm very excited to be able to speak a little bit about some of the instructions that were given to the older men and the younger men. Now, I'm not an older man, an older man for sure, but... um, I have been surrounded by many godly men in my life and have known some not so godly men. So when I read the scripture and I am able to think of those godly men that the Lord put in my life, I am so grateful and just would like to use this podcast as a way to encourage uh, older men and younger men to stay close to the Lord and remember who they are in the Lord. So I'm grateful to be able to do that. And before we go any further, I do want to go to the Lord in prayer and just invite the Holy Spirit to be here with us. I'm very grateful for His presence in my life, and I'm very grateful that He teaches us His Word, because without the Holy Spirit, 
illuminating what he's saying and um, teaching us to understand what his word says, we wouldn't be able to understand it and we definitely would not be able to apply it in our lives. So let's go to the Lord in prayer and then we will dig in to his word. Lord, I really just just come to you today so very grateful um, again to be here be able to read your word, to be able to share your word on such a public platform, to be able to pray, um, just to be able to come before your throne and just bring my petitions, my requests, my praise, my love for you. I'm so grateful to be able to do that. I pray today as we go through some of the instructions that were given to the older men and the younger men um, that Paul told Titus to instruct them. I pray that we would understand that though many of these instructions are specific to certain groups of people, they're also very applicable to all of us because we we want to live a godly life. So I thank you for your word. I thank you for each person who is listening. You know who they are. You know what they need to hear today. You know what needs to really uh, touch their hearts today through your word. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would just be very active um, and present with us here as we come to you and and come to your word. Thank you for wanting us uh, to learn your word and know your word and be able to apply it. So I am very grateful, prayerful that you would meet us now, Lord, where we are. Help us to... um, not be distracted, that any distractions that would come, that you, Lord, would just block them, and that anything that would hinder us from hearing from you today, Lord, I just pray that you would block it and give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to receive what you have for us today. Thank you, O God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Let's go ahead and start. I want to start today with Titus 2, verse 1. I ended last week with Titus 2 verse 1, and I want to pick up there again today and just go over that a little bit as we lead into the instructions that were given uh, to the older men and the younger men. So um, Titus 2 verse 1 says, But as for you, speak the things which are fitting for sound doctrine. And I love that it is so personal. But as for you, speak the things that are fitting for sound doctrine. And I would like to take a moment here and just insert my name there. And I would like for you to insert your name there and make it personal, make it an instruction that is being given to you. But as for you, Diana, speak the things which are fitting for sound doctrine. So it makes it personal. It gives us a responsibility in that to speak the things that are fitting for sound doctrine. It also says that we are to speak. So we don't need to be afraid to speak the things, say them, put words to them, put the words that are in scripture to what comes out of our mouth so that we are saying scripture and speaking scripture. Because when we speak scripture, and we know scripture, and we have spent time in God's word and in prayer, and we speak his word, we are speaking things that are fitting for sound doctrine. Because sound doctrine is the unshakable truth of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's scripture, it's Bible, it's Holy Spirit breathed and inspired. So when we speak 
what we speak needs to be fitting for sound doctrine. Because we speak so much. There are so many words. Proverbs 10, 19 says that where there are many words, sin abounds. So we're being encouraged here to speak things that are fitting for sound doctrine. We're going to speak. So when we speak, what we speak needs to be the things that are fitting for sound doctrine. And that really just impressed my heart and was was strong in my heart when I read that again um, this week, just to make sure that what I'm speaking is the truth of God, the word of God, words that will glorify God, words that will honor God, words that will bring people closer to the Lord. Those things are fitting, and it's very important, too, as we think about how that's worded. I love that my NASB version of the Bible says fitting, because let's face it, not everything is fitting for sound doctrine. Not everything that is said fits with what is sound doctrine. Not everything that is out there and that is spoken is fitting for what comes from the Bible, what the Bible actually says, what the Holy Spirit teaches. So we have to understand that there are those things that just don't fit. And we won't know if they fit if we're not in the Word and if we're not in Scripture. So I would really encourage you today, men, women, boys, girls, all of us, we need to make God's Word and prayer a priority in our lives because those are the things that the Holy Spirit uses along with the experiences of our lives to be able to draw us closer to the Lord and also draw others closer to the Lord. Now, let's move on to verse 2, where the instruction begins. Older men are to be temperate, dignified, sensible, sound in faith, in love, and perseverance. And let's look at what that some of those words mean. Temperate just means not from one extreme to another. Um, not extreme in, in the way they speak, um, in the way they behave, um, the thoughts that go on in their mind, that they're not from one extreme to a, another. So, we, they're temperate and they're steady and they're steady in God's word and what the Holy Spirit teaches. Dignified is just with respect, um, composed, that they are not scattered all over everywhere in their thoughts and in what they think and in the way they present that. Sensible, um, able to reason with sound judgment. They're able to make decisions in the Lord in what Scripture says um, because of what Scripture says. Sound in faith, um, unshakable in their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and what they completely put their trust in should be Jesus Christ and that they're unshakable in that. Sound in love. Sound in their love for the Lord Jesus Christ, they're unshakable in that. The love for their families, they're unshakable in that. The love for their spouses, the love for what the Lord has them doing, they're unshakable in that. It's sound. In perseverance, um, they are going to see it through. They're not going to give up. They're not going to give in. They're going to see it through. Um, whatever it is that's going on, they're sound. They're unshakable in that. They're going to stand firm, not give up, not give in, and see it through to the end. Now, I want us to look at verse 6 um, for just a moment. And I want us to look at how it's worded. Likewise, urge the young men to be sensible. I want to look at the word urge for a moment because he doesn't just say tell them. 
he says, likewise, urge the young men to be sensible. So urge is to earnestly persuade someone or persistently persuade someone to do something. So he's to do it with feeling. He's to do it as if he cares because he is supposed to care, not just speak it and not care one way or the other whether they do it. He's to urge them to be um, persistent in his um, urging them to to do the things that are fitting for sound doctrine, to speak the things that are fitting for sound doctrine, to live a life that would glorify and honor the Lord, and to earnestly do that. So there's feeling there. It means something. Uh, the young men to be sensible. So again, he's urging them to be sensible and able to make sound judgment um, and make sound decisions. In all things, show yourself to be an example of good deeds with purity and doctrine and dignified. Now that's verse seven. And he's not only is Paul telling Titus what to tell and instruct the younger men, he's also teaching and instructing Titus in that as well. Titus also has to show himself to be an example of good deeds before he's able to urge and encourage and instruct other young men to be an example of good deeds with purity in doctrine. He can't go back and forth in his doctrine. He can't add something to the doctrine of the Lord Jesus Christ, and he can't take anything away from it. It has to be pure. Nothing can be mixed in there. It's the pure doctrine of the Lord Jesus Christ. Dignified, we talked about that with respect and composed. Verse 8, sound in speech, which is beyond reproach. So we're to, he's telling them to be sound in speech. Be careful what they say. Be unshakable in what you say, as in knowing that it's the truth of God's word. Speak the things that are fitting for sound doctrine and be sound in that. So that which is beyond reproach or disapproval. So if we are speaking the things that are fitting for sound doctrine, and if the young men are speaking the things that are fitting for sound doctrine, and again, all of this applies to us as well as Christians and children of the Lord. Um, if that is what is happening, then the disapproval um, can is not going to be there. They may think that they're disapproving. They may verbalize that they're disapproving. But if we are sound in what the Lord Jesus Christ says and what his word says, then we're speaking the things that are fitting for sound doctrine and we are unshakable in that so that the opponent will be put to shame. Because even when they disagree or disapprove of what we're saying, the word of God is unshakable and they will be put to shame in what they believe, not what we believe, if it is sound doctrine and of the Lord, having nothing bad to say about us. Verse 9, urge bond slaves to be subject to their own masters in everything, to be well-pleasing, not argumentative, not pilfering, but showing all good faith. Okay, we're going to stop there in verse 10 for a second because um, I love that the instruction here is not only for the older men, younger men, older women, younger women, but also for everyone, the bond slaves, the, everyone, everyone has instruction here and in how they are to live their lives and behave and think and feel in the Lord. And the rest of verse 10 says, 
so that they will adorn the doctrine of God, our Savior, in every respect. So to adorn is to make more beautiful or attractive. So what we want to do is make God's Word more beautiful and attractive to other people who don't understand how beautiful and attractive it is. It is already beautiful and attractive. But if we, as the as the children of God, need to understand that we are going to be making God's Word our Lord Jesus, more attractive and more beautiful by the way we behave and by the words that are coming out of our lives in the in the eyes of other people. And I love that because when people talk to me or see me, my prayer is that before we go too far into that, they're able to see how beautiful my Jesus is. That's what I want. I want them to see and hear and understand how beautiful my Jesus is, not me, because without Jesus, I am nothing. But in Jesus, I want them to see him and I want to be able to adorn the doctrine of God. I want to be able to make the doctrine of God more beautiful and more attractive to everyone that I come in contact with. The doctrine of God, our Savior, in every respect. So in every way, I want to be able to make the doctrine of God more beautiful and more attractive as people are speaking with me and interacting with me. Verse 11, for the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all men. And I do want to say here, because it's so important that you come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. If you're listening here today and have never accepted the Lord Jesus as your Savior, let me encourage you to do that. Come to the realization that you're a sinner. We all are. We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Every single one of us. James 4.17 says that if you know to do good and you don't do it, it's a sin. So every single one of us have fallen short of of, of the glory of God and have sinned. So we need to recognize that we're sinners who are in need of a Savior. We cannot pay for our sin. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. So without the Lord Jesus, the wages of our sin are going to have us eternally separated from God. We can't get to God without the Lord Jesus. So God sent his son to die on the cross for us so that he would be the perfect sacrifice for our sin. On His blood was shed for our sin, your sin, my sin, all of our sin. And then we have to accept that He is the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the one who paid for our sin, and then ask His forgiveness and turn from that sin and ask Him to be Lord of our lives. If you have never done that, I encourage you to do that today. Don't wait another minute. None of us are promised tomorrow. So I encourage you to do that today. Verse 12 says, instructing us to deny ungodliness and worldly desires and to live sensibly, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope. Are we looking for the Lord Jesus in our daily lives and in what he's doing and in the hope that he gives us that we can also extend to others through the Lord? Are we looking for that or are we so caught up in our everyday lives that we don't realize that there are other people out there who have lost hope. And we have hope because we have the Lord Jesus Christ who lives in us. 
Have we lost the fact that we are able to extend that hope and tell them about the Lord Jesus so that they're able to come to a saving knowledge and saving grace of the Lord Jesus? Looking for the blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Christ Jesus, who gave himself for us to redeem us from every lawless deed and to purify for himself a people for his own possession. Don't miss that. He wanted us to belong to him. He wanted us as his possession. He loves us enough and loved us enough and still does that he wants us as his own possession. The Lord Jesus Christ, God Almighty, wants a relationship with us. How amazing is that? Don't miss that. Zealous for good deeds. These things speak and exhort and reprove with all authority. Let no one disregard you. Chapter 3. Remind them to be subject to rulers, to authorities, to be obedient, to be ready for every good deed, to malign no one, to be peaceable, gentle, showing every consideration for all men. Are we considerate for all men? Do we have consideration in our hearts for all men? I pray today that as we finish up and as we close out this podcast, that we would understand what an amazing thing it is that the Lord God Almighty wants a relationship with us and that he allows us to come in his presence in prayer, in Bible study, and accept the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior so that we can be in a relationship with him. And then he allows those older men, women, younger men, women, to teach and instruct and mentor and disciple. I pray that the Lord will open your eyes today to see someone who needs to be mentored or discipled, who needs a person who is older in their walk with the Lord to come up alongside them and say, listen, let's talk about what the Bible says. Let me tell you what Jesus says about that. Let's go to God's word and help them understand because we need to be as older Christians. I'm 59. I accepted Christ when I was 12. So I have walked with the Lord and I've stated that in these podcasts many times and that I'm grateful for that. So I should be walking up along someone who is younger than I, either chronologically or spiritually or both and help lead them in their walk with the Lord so that they're drawing closer to the Lord, that they're learning more about the Lord, that they're growing in their their walk with the Lord. That's my prayer as I close today, that that those opportunities um, will just flash at you this week, that your eyes will be open to those people and those opportunities that you would be able to pour into someone else and pour scripture into them and pour God's love into them and let them see how the Lord has loved you in your life and through so many things in your life. I thank you so much for listening today. And I pray, um, I will be praying for you this week. I hope you know that because I do believe that as we read scripture and as we learn scripture and as we're made aware of things, that then we're required to use those things. So it, it don't be surprised at all this week if things just pop up at you and you realize that you're able to mentor, disciple, or love on that person and help them come closer to the Lord. That will be my prayer. Don't forget to visit 
visit the website www.walkbyfaithwithdiana.com. Please visit the Facebook page, um, Walk by Faith with Diana. You can download everything there, visit the website from there, um, download the podcast, listen to them, review them, leave some comments. I'm always grateful um, to just know what you're thinking. And then also, you can email me any prayer requests or any questions that you might have about becoming a Christian at Walk by Faith with Diana at gmail.com. Again, I pray that you have a wonderful week, that you are blessed as you walk by faith and not by sight. God bless you all.